3: I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky lucky, <laughs> Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a <laughs> question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian, Jonah Pody and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right.
0: The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation.
5: Hi,
4: this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the
5: Tom Sumner Program. Hey there. I'm Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Might surprise you to be hearing from me some smoke show Midwestern governor nobody heard about till a couple weeks ago. But governors are kind of having a moment right now. And while other govs get cool nicknames like Daddy Cuomo and Gavin Choke-Me-King Newsome... Trump refers to me as that woman from Michigan. But I'm not offended, because I am proud to be from Michigan, and that woman is also what Trump calls his wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I'm nursing all the bats, because... Even though most frickin' governors are laying down restrictions because of the virus, mine are somehow too far. now. You may have heard about the protesters that gathered in the streets of our capital for Ted Nuchin cosplay last week. Look people, it's live free or die, not live free and die. And Trump advisor Stephen Moore is comparing these protesters to Rosa Parks. Yeah, if Rosa Parks was fighting for her right to get hit by a bus. Sorry, that's a little bats talking. I support all Americans and Michiganders freedom of speech so if you got to protest here are some tips on how to do it safely. Number one, stay home. I promise you can call me a bitch from the safety of your couch. It's called Twitter. So if you must head outside, maintain proper social distancing. That means six feet apart at all times. So if the tip of your AK-47 can touch the tip of your buddy's AK, back up! and please. Wear face masks, but not a joker mask. And, and not a clown mask, and abs- absolutely no masks that come with a hood. Now, like you, I have heard the rumors that I'm on the short list to be Joe Biden's vice president, the VP's beep. Because if it's going to be a woman, it might as well be that woman. But my sole priority is my home state, because we're not out of the woods. We never will be. We live in Michigan. And to anyone that stands in the way of the health and safety of my constituents, I'll remind you, the Michigan is a mitten, right? And this, this is where I live. Oh dang it, they're throwing dog crap at my door. Knock it off! I'll throw it back! I did it last time, too! You know I will!
2: Tom Sumner, program.com Time Summer
6: Thank you for calling North Shore Dock. Due to the current stay home order, we are experiencing longer than normal delays. Your patience is appreciated. Thank you.
4: North Shore Dock! Just say you're my husband. Okay, okay, I will. Hello? Hi, I, I, uh, I need to get my boat in before the weekend for Memorial Day. You probably need my name. It's Dr. Mark Mallory. Doctor: Well, Doctor, we are too backed up right now, so there's no chance that can happen this weekend. Just say you're my
2: husband, you little bitch. Uh,
4: uh, okay, well, what if I was to tell you that I may just happen to be the husband of the Governor? Would that make a difference? No. The husband of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Does that name ring a bell? Yes, sir. So now, how soon can you get my boat in? Not this weekend, sir. You do realize I am known as Michigan's first gentleman, don't you? Okay. That means nothing to you? Not really, sir. You tell him to get our boat in the water or I'll shut down all of Traverse City so fast his head will spin. Did you hear that? My wife is not playing games here. We want our boat in the water this weekend. Do you understand? I understand, sir. But there is no chance that can happen this weekend. He won't let us. What do we do? <sighs> just hang up. Uh. Oh, uh. Actually, I was just joking. Prank caller. Prank caller. Baba booey. Baba booey.
2: A new
3: generation the time summer program.com
2: the time summer program.com the time summer program.com
3: and watch TV. I'd rather volunteer for a high-risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fella that ordered that mat soup. I know I'm talking out of my head, saying crazy stuff over and over like, yes, dear, yes, dear. At breakfast, I meant to say, honey, please pass me the pepper. What slipped out was, you crazy woman, you've ruined my life. (laughs) I immediately apologize. As <laughs> soon as I regain
7: consciousness. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the Tom Sumner program, and my guest this hour is uh, a, uh, a Flint native, a Carmen Ainsworth graduate who. Uh, was also a two-time NCAA All-American athlete and he is now a team owner and proud to be announcing that team bringing basketball to Flint, courtesy of Flint United, the name of the basketball team. It's part of the Basketball League and we're going to find out much, much more about that with my guest, um, Kevin Mays, who joins me by phone. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Um, why, why take on all the rigors of, of, uh, owning and producing a team, especially in Flint?
1: Well, you know, growing up here in the city and, and having a, a pretty good understanding, um, of, you know, the sports market and landscape, um, it just felt right. It, it feels like what we need, you know, during this time. Um, with so many, you know, uncertainties and and so much negativity, um, you know, I think this can be, you know, a true success story for us all. And give us one more thing, you know, to kind of hold on to and, and help us push through.
7: And and what's what's involved with uh, with this now? Um, I mentioned the basketball league. What is the basketball league?
1: Yeah, the basketball league or the TBL is a professional. American-based uh, organization. Um, right now, we're comprised of actually announcing one more market in Kansas. So that now brings the league to 25 different team franchises across the country. Um, you know, big picture, if you look at, you know, overseas basketball, you can go to Europe, you can go to Asia, you can go to Australia, and they have, you know, three four, five different leagues And we lose a lot of our talent um, to those leagues. So the league, uh, the basketball league is hoping to, especially now during the the pandemic and the COVID um, virus, you know, we are hoping to give guys an opportunity uh, stateside to continue their their careers and progress towards the NBA or the G League or, you know, whichever route fits their, their playing style best.
7: I'm glad you mentioned the pandemic because uh, we were all kind of frustrated when the NBA started their season and then had to walk it back and say, no, we're going to hold off. And then they eventually figured out a way to start playing. Does that uh, present any uh, unique challenges for for getting a team trained and ready for the
1: court? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, this is still very new for many organizations, so, you know, we're somewhat following, you know, the NBA's protocol, um, and, you know, once we get a little bit closer to the season, uh, you know, we'll implement, you know, our COVID, you know, precautions, um, and then, you know, even when we're looking at bringing fans in the arena, if that'll be possible at that time, um, and then if not, we'll still play um but we'll be streaming our games live through a, a streaming partnership with the league um we yeah, you know every day is is kind of a new development waiting to see what's going to happen so definitely a challenge for us
7: um fascinating and and I want to talk some more about uh, about this team and what the season's going to be like but I have to go to a break here uh Kevin can you stick around for about 4 or 5 minutes and we'll talk some more Yeah, absolutely, no problem. All right, my guest is Kevin Mays. He is the uh, owner of Flint United, a new basketball team, part of the basketball league uh, that's uh, coming to Flint. If you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 LPFM in Flint, they are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House, Spectacle Productions, and my good friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when we... uh, When we go to break, if you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. Plus, coming up, uh, and and when we come back, we'll talk some more with Kevin Mays from uh, Flint United. But we'll. uh We also have coming up a little later on the show our musical guest, as is our custom on Fridays, to uh, kick the weekend off a little early with music. Anthony Lee from the Mercurials will be here and we'll hear some of their music and get a chance to talk with Anthony and possibly some other members of the band. So that's all coming up straight ahead on today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program.
8: Everybody's doing a
1: brand
6: new dance now.
1: Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
6: I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do you can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters.
7: Hi, I'm Dr. Jonay Kaldun. We know that COVID-19 is spreading rapidly across Michigan right now. The most important thing people can do to protect themselves is social distancing. That means unless you are a critical infrastructure worker or going out to get food or medicine for your home, you should be staying at home. Stay home, stay safe, save lives.
6: Most of the music you hear on the Town Sumner program is provided by local artists. Tom Sumner
3: program celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint,
6: Genesee County, and
9: throughout Michigan. The fabulous 60s, the marches, the beans, the draft card burnings, and best of all, the music. Well, now Apple House has collected the finest of those songs on one album called Golden Protest, performed by the original artists who made them famous. You're thrilled to Society's Child by Janice Pleasant Valley Sunday by The Monkees. What Have They Done to the Rain by The Searchers. In the Ghetto by Elvis Presley. Silent Night 7 o'clock news by Simon and Garfunkel. And who can ever forget this all-time classic? Yes, it's Barry McGuire's Immortal Eve of Destruction. And, of course, my own Masters of War. All for the incredibly low price of $3.95. And if you order now, you'll also receive a treasury of acid rock featuring Vanilla Fudge, Blue Chair, Frigid Pink will be great. The Electric Prunes, Jeff's Airplane, Lothar Hand People, to name but a few. Plus, as part of this special limited offer, you'll also get the best of the supergroups, with Traffic, Cream, Blind Faith, Ginger Baker's Air Force, and many, many others. Yes, this is a collector's dream. Golden in protest, plus two fabulous 60s albums, all for only $3.95. If you were to purchase these selections separately, they'd cost you hundreds of dollars, and many cannot be found anywhere at any price. Well, it's time for my boot heels to be wandering, but here's something that will tell you how you can get this amazing record package. Here's how to order this amazing record package: just send three ninety five and check your money order plus your name and address to Apple House Box 70K South Bend, Indiana. Once again, that's three ninety five and check your money to Apple House Box 70. Check- to Program.com
3: The Program.com.
6: This is Jill Stein, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
7: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, This is the Tom Sumner Program, and my uh, guest this hour is the owner of a uh, basketball team. It's part of the uh, basketball league called Flint United. He is uh, himself a two-time NCAA All-American athlete and a Flint native, Kevin Mays. Kevin, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no problem at all.
7: Um, how difficult is it to recruit members and staff for a team you're building, basically from the ground up here in Flint, and and get them to to come to Flint to play for the team?
1: Absolutely, it's been um, actually it's been relatively easy so far. Um, you know, the process of uh, acquiring players is going to happen through a statewide combine or tryout process. Actually, it's going to begin on October 24th, um, right here in the city of Flint. And then we'll kind of go, you know, throughout the major hot spots. So Detroit, Lansing, Saginaw, Kern Rapids, and then we'll, uh, we'll hold one last year, uh, one last tryout here in Flint. So we're expecting, you know, anywhere from 25 to 30 or so guys at each spot. And, uh, and we'll make our picks out of, out of that crop of talent and And where will you be playing? uh tentatively right now we'll be at Dort Federal arena um that could change with you know the expectation if we can't have fans and different things like that, but that's what we hope to call home
7: and and then will will the team travel?
1: Yep, yep, we'll travel we're had, We haven't had our lead meetings to uh to develop our season schedule yet, but yeah we'll we'll hope to travel. Um, throughout the Midwest, um, across the Northeast, and then we may pop out for you know against a team down in Florida, Atlanta, Texas, and uh, a couple teams out on the West Coast in California. So we may get out there as well.
7: When will the uh, when will the season actually begin?
1: Uh, starting in March, March 2021 um, is going to be the start of the season. We'll have 24 games total. So twelve home games and twelve away games. And and
7: uh, is there? I, I I don't know how the money part works in all this. Do you have sponsors? Do you have to put your own money into this? How do you, how do you raise money to make sure you've got uh, you know enough Gatorade to go around?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's uh, <laughs> you know it's a combination of things. So we'll definitely have some some sponsors. Um, you know, both from the local market and then some regional and national sponsors as well. Um And then hopefully we can have fans in the stands and, and we'll be able to, to generate some, some cash flow that way. Um, and then merchandise and all those things. Um, but, you know, the the upfront costs um, and the startup costs, you know, are, are self-produced. And then you kind of just fill in the blanks, um, you know, through areas of need, through sponsorship, Definitely
7: have you gotten have you had a chance to to talk to any prospective sponsors and and what kind of reaction are you getting if you have
1: it's been very good feedback so far very good feedback um i've got probably three or four uh lead sponsor candidates right now um you know that are taking care of some uh, pretty major uh, areas of need so we're going to be having a, a, a new court uh, installed at the arena, so we've got you know a couple of sponsors that are going to be getting behind that initiative, um, and then you know just looking at you know taking things such as like a pre-game show and a post-game show, um, and I mean you got timeout sponsors, you've got you know halftime sponsors. I mean anything and everything you can think of, we're going to try to attack and give everyone in the community. Uh, a great opportunity to to be a part of the organization.
7: And then, um, once this uh, gets up and 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 running, um, are you expect? Well, let me let me back up. Um, in the process of recruiting players, are are you hoping and, and expecting to uh, have some players that are that are from here, from Flint?
1: Absolutely. I think it's a, a, a must that we have uh, a few guys from the city here on, on the team. So I'm looking at, you know, two or three guys, you know, that I know, you know, are here right now that uh, have played overseas within the past couple of years and, you know, need that opportunity, you know, to, to keep, you know, putting the tread on the tires and uh, and keep their careers going. So we talked to a few guys. They'll be, you know, at our combines and, uh, you know, hoping for a shot.
7: How did the name for the team Flint United come about? It's
1: a funny story, um, behind that, you know, I, you know, was thinking, you know, obviously you've got, you've had the generals, you've had the tropics, you've had, uh, the firebirds, you've had the bucks, um, and all of those teams kind of have a, a story behind them. And I kind of thought about going down, you know, the automotive history of, of our city, um, and nothing really you know resonated with me well enough, and then you know obviously thinking about you know where the world is right now um and even our city, you know we have a lot going on with the water crisis and all the pandemic and you know all those different types of things, and United just felt right um you know sports is something that you know kind of brings us all together, kind of like music at times um and, and when I started working on it, you know, that just felt right. I couldn't stop seeing it, thinking about it, you know, kind of hearing that in my head. And, uh, and, and that's what ended up, you know, ended up think And the funny part of the story is uh, Mo Pete, Morris Peterson, uh, actually held the naming rights or the trademark to that name. And, you know, me and him had been, you know, developing a relationship and talking before I even knew that. And, and he, he gave me my blessing to, uh, to use the name and, and to move forward with the project uh, with the Flint United name. So super, super grateful for him, and you know, kind of excited to you know have him on my on my side as far as mentorship goes, and, and really helping me, you know, in that way. Do you
7: do you have a coaching staff together yet?
1: Uh, we're going through that process now. We've got about four or five. Uh, candidate that we're we're in, in communication with and uh, we hope to make that decision if we make it to November without a head coach I'd be surprised but yep we are we're, we're in the process
7: how hard is it to fight the temptation to uh be uh owner and booster and coach
1: for you <laughs> not <laughs> not very not very tempting at all i <laughs> I am a, a more of a, a football guy than, than basketball, so I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna put us in that position. Um but you know, my career has kind of been built in, you know, sports business, marketing, fundraising and those types of things. So um the business side of it, you know, I think I have a good handle on, but when it comes to the game of basketball, I'm probably not the one you want with the uh with the whiteboard and the X's and O's.
7: Then why basketball, Kevin?
1: Um you no, know, the city's history. Uh is self explanatory there, you know, with you know, three athletes just coming out of the the Western Conference Finals in the for the NBA. Um, you know, the rich history. I mean, year after year after year we we produce some of the the or most of a lot of the top talent, you know, in the in the country in the game of basketball.
7: Men and women.
1: Yeah, men and women. So, you know, it is just um It was an easier transition, and there aren't many, if any, um, you know, American based football leagues or, you know, things like that that were prominent enough that I felt would have a big enough impact. So this league, um, you know, gives legitimacy for the game, and I think it'll give legitimacy to the city. And, you know, it it just made the most sense.
7: Now, this is a professional team, but. How does that compare to other professional teams and and other leagues?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I didn't do much research about many other leagues. I just kind of, you know, it was a a gut feeling. And then doing my research on the basketball league, um, ownership group for the league um, has a very rich history in the game of basketball. The owner, uh, David Magley, and his wife, Evelyn, uh, both went to the University of Kansas in the late 70s, early 80s. And David played in the NBA for a few years and played overseas for a few years and has been um, in leadership positions in, in basketball leagues, you know, since then. Um, and, you know, that kind of was the first thing that, that went to my decision and kind of knowing the pace they had been working at it over the last four or five years. Uh, developing the league, and when we got to where we were, um, it was no brainer for me.
7: Do you have any sense, Kevin, for how long it takes to uh, to get a new team um, fully established and and off the ground? You, you know, I'm sure that you're hoping that this, there's uh, the city of Flint will take a great deal of pride in having a pro basketball team, especially as much as Flint people love basketball. Um, but, but do you have any sense for, you know, is, is, is this a one-year building process, a three-year building process?
1: Um, you mean just as far as which portion of it, just the actual team? Well,
7: getting it established, but, but getting it to where it's, it's reaching its full potential.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're hitting the ground running. I mean, I expect us, whether we have fans or not, um, even if we have a 100%, you know, digital season, I, I'll, I have some things in place that I fully anticipate um, our community and our city getting behind. Um, you know, next week we'll have a, a live press conference. Um, and then, you know, our combines kind of kick off after that. I've got a, some ads running. I've got, you know, Uh, Instagram Live interviews that I'm doing. There will be some more things that will happen, you know, from next Thursday at that press conference all the way through the beginning of the season to develop that relationship with the community. Um, And then I was also, you know, sales director for the Flint Firebirds with Costa Patista, and then I also worked alongside him for game day operations with the Flint City Bucks. So I've seen the professional sports model in our community, and how well-received it's been and how quickly we can gain success in our city. So um, I definitely don't think it's a, a one-year process. You know, we're coming out the, out the gate swinging, and uh, we expect our fans in our city to be right there behind us supporting.
7: Do you think uh, basketball will have a bigger footprint in Flint than, uh, say, football or soccer or or even hockey? Flint's a big hockey town.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I don't look at it as having a bigger footprint. Again, I work for those organizations. I have the utmost respect for Costa and the ownership groups of those organizations. Um, and I want to be at least as good as them. Um, the work that we've done and the work that they continue to do has been nothing short of amazing. Um, super bright spots for our city. And, and I fully anticipate, you know, the city to have the same enthusiasm and excitement
7: around around my franchise as well and um so the you expect the schedule to begin in uh, march of 2021 what kind of preparation will go into being ready for that season to begin um you know what kind of uh practicing and and uh all I can think of to call it is is scrimmaging, but uh, uh, how do you how will you do the training, and when does that start?
1: Yeah, for sure. So again, those combiner tryout sessions uh, start on October 24th, and the last one back in the city of Flint is going to be on January 16th. So during that time, you know, we'll have a coaching staff in place, and we'll slowly begin to invite players to our, you know, pre-season training camp that'll start, you know, just before, um, just before, you know, the start of the season in in March, probably start right at the beginning of January. So at that time, you know, we'll begin to practice um, our actual game sets and, you know, prepare for the season over the course of, of January and February. So when the season starts in March, you know, we hope to be firing on all cylinders. There's a, you know, a 24-game schedule. So we know we'll have time to develop through the season, and there will be some ups and downs, highs and lows, uh, just like with any franchise. Um, but we'll take, you know, January and February to uh, really, you know, bite down and, and tighten up on on all those, you know, things we need to develop that great team chemistry.
7: As this thing is is getting off the ground, it's a professional team. Does that mean that the players get paid?
1: Yep. Yep. They do. They will have uh, salaries, and that can range from, you know, fifteen hundred dollars a month to you know thirty five hundred dollars a month. Just kind of depends on um, the caliber of athlete, um, skill level, you know, past experience, um, all those types of things. You know, will factor into to those decisions.
7: Negotiated player by player.
1: Yep. Negotiated player by player
7: and and that's got to be tough to do um to to get the money in place to to get these guys on uh, on salary when you're you know basically starting from zero
1: yeah for sure you you have to have you know kind of a holding tank uh you gotta have got to have a a big pot and I certainly won't take that challenge on alone um but yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's you know you kind of budget for for you know the max of what you can do and what your capabilities are, and you have to negotiate within those terms. So I'm sure there'll be guys that we want that we may not be able to get, um, and then there'll be some guys you know that we we go after that you know we can work something out with. You know, it's just the uh, ups and downs of of owning a franchise, and uh, you know as the team grows, as we have more success. You know the the more we'll be able to do in that regard, and uh, you know over time, hopefully, we can you know put together you know some championship teams.
7: And how big a team? How big a roster will you have when uh, things start rolling out
1: in March next year? We'll probably carry twelve guys, twelve guys on the roster.
7: And how deep a bench?
1: Uh well you got five guys on the court so we'll have a ah, seven okay. yep, on the bench um
7: well this is uh this is tremendous and I um wish you the best of luck where uh do you do you have a website set up yet for uh, Flint United
1: the website is being developed uh, as we speak kind of going back and forth on on different aspects of it um, but it will be. Uh, www.flintunited.net. Okay. United.net. And
7: and I bring that up because I you know I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can uh, find out you know more about what you're doing and keep track of the team as it as it evolves and and uh, and develops.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on all social media um, if you just search Flint United Basketball. Uh, we also, you know, if you go to Instagram with Flint dot United, if you go to Twitter, it's Flint underscore United. Uh, but if you just search Flint United Basketball at, at at any spot, you know, you'll see it come right up.
7: So, um, when did you come up with the with the idea to do this? How how did it all of a sudden you say, I'm I'm going to start a professional basketball team in Flint?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it it kind of came about. I also do. Uh, some sports marketing and endorsement consulting for a firm based in California. Um, And the league is actually one of our firm's clients. So, you know, just through my normal due diligence of, you know, learning a client and learning what their needs are um, in the history, I was like, man, you know, this sounds like a great opportunity. It sounds like a great opportunity for, you know my hometown and for my community and we just kind of started you know messing around with the idea and uh and and it landed us here so it was uh it was sort of you know something that kind of just fell in my lap
7: well i uh as i mentioned i i hope that uh that everything goes uh, as as planned and that uh you, you have a great season next year and thanks thanks uh kevin for um taking time out to to spend and and talk to us and and let us know what's going on
1: no absolutely thank you tom for having me i really appreciate it. i've gotten you know great support from the community so far and, and we look to keep uh growing and building on on our uh, short successes so far so thank you
7: all right kevin take care thank you bye bye. that was uh kevin mace and he is uh A 2007 Carmen Ainsworth graduate, two-time NCAA All-American athlete. He's introducing a new team here in his hometown of Flint called Flint United. They're part of the Basketball League, which is dedicated to delivering world-class professional basketball experiences. Um, And they've got 20 teams across the country. Uh, introdu- and they're introducing a new source of entertainment, unifying competition to each community in uh, various markets. So we have uh, Flint basketball to look forward to coming up next year. <laughs>
8: About what you need to do, put on that old record, the news will take good care of you. Drop the needle, put on the CD, turn up the speaker, bit your bad, you know you need. It is you just do your thing, they gonna tell you something about life and the things to do. Whoa, put out that old record. Blues will take good care of you. Let it take
6: alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila!
3: Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly, and always before meals with Lifebuoy which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself.
8: A message from the CDC and the Ad Council.
2: In the interest of goodwill, the Hoffman Beverage Company
10: feels compelled to make this announcement. It's simply this. All Hoffman flavors have that happy taste, except sarsaparilla. We might as well come right out with it. We haven't quite hit that happy, carefree note in sarsaparilla. Now, please don't misunderstand us. Our Hoffman sarsaparilla is absolutely dependable. It's trustworthy, it's loyal, and many fine, upstanding citizens love it. But it just isn't what we call happy. You take our Hoffman orange, it's absolutely rollicking. Our lemon is almost giggly. Our black cherry and black raspberry are so bubbling with happiness, they dance in the glass. They all have natural flavor and famous Hoffman steady sparkle. We're sorry about Hoffman sarsaparilla. Why isn't it happy? Well, let me ask you could you be happy if your name.
1: This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program.
0: Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
10: Now, i to uh, tell you this, this story. When, this is a game that we played when we, were, when we were kids, and it's called Buck Buck. We played it in Philadelphia. Buck Buck now. You people out here on the West Coast probably know nothing about it. Uh, in New York, it's called Johnny on a Pony and other things. It's where f- uh, five kids line up, you see, and they bend over. They're in a straight line. They bend over, and one kid grabs a fence or a wall or a pole, holds on to that. The next kid puts his right arm around his waist, you see, bends over, tucks his head under, and you got five guys lined up exactly like that. <laughs> so they all look like a long horse. Now... The object of the game is that one at a time, one by one, kids come running up, and they say, Buck, buck, number one, come in! They run up, leap in the air, and they land on the horse. And they keep going, bam, 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 until they collapse the horse, you see. Now, that's the object of the game. Then you count how many kids you held, and you you go back and forth, you see. Now, we had the champion buck-buck team of the world. When I tell you we played Buck Buck, there was nobody that whipped us anywhere, man. And you can tell kids that play a lot of Buck Buck because they're built like this, you see. And their legs are only four inches long. That's all they have. Because they've been crushed so much. (laughs) So we're around there practicing Buck Buck number five. (laughs) landing on each other. Some kids come down from the rough part of town. And they're really tough, man. They got toothpicks on the side of their mouth. And the hat on sideways, and he got the pants on backwards, you know, (laughs) just rebelling against everything, you know. And he said, Listen, we're here, you're supposed to be so tough, we challenge you to the Buck Buck Championship of the world. So he said, All right. So I line up, turkeys. So we line up, five of us. They start sending kids down. You know, they feel pretty heavy, man We check them out Guys have rocks in their pockets to so make them way heavier you know. And buck buck number two Now they get up to 300 And it's really heavy Buck buck 300 come in Now they're on top of us Piled all the way up to the sky And they're rocking back and forth hey, whoa uh, Hold on, Harold I can't do it no more guys. Come on, hold on Buck buck 400 coming. We collapse All right, how many did you hold? We held 400 of your guys Well, that was pretty good but we usually hold around six hundred. All right, we line up. They line up. Send the first kid down, old weird Harold. Alright, Harold. Buck buck number one, come in. These guys are really cool. What was that? A mosquito! You guys gonna have no weight? Come on, let's go! Buck buck number two coming. I landed. A piece of paper! Somebody threw a piece of paper on top of me. Buck Buck number three. That was nothing. Four, five. We got the championship. All right, bring out your last man, you turkeys. Come on, bring him out. Come on out. Fat Albert. Fat Albert was the baddest Buck Buck breaker in the world. And he loved to hear us call his name. Fat Albert weighed two thousand pounds. And he kicked the door to his house open. And you could hear him say, hey, hey. We built a little ramp for him to walk down so he could build up speed because he couldn't hardly run fast. And he was coming. Hey! hey. And the ground's trembling. Trees falling over. Buildings losing pieces of brick. Parents taking kids off the street.
2: Hey! hey, hey.
10: And these guys underneath said, What's the ground doing? Shake it, man! How come the ground shaking? So that's Fat Albert coming for you. Hey! hey, hey. And he turned the corner. They saw one leg. What is that? Said, that's Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey! And they stood up. We give. He ain't falling on us. Now, I told you that story to tell you this one. Now. now Guys, guys in my neighborhood went to great lengths to scare anybody. Because it's a great thing when you scare somebody. They lose their cool completely. That's the only time when a human being is really himself. I mean, because if you scare somebody good, they just, the legs shoot out, the hair stands up, the eyes bug out, and they say, blah, blah, blah. see? And then you laugh. Ah, ah, ah man, you got so scared, ah. So, guys found this statue, stole it really, a statue of Frankenstein, five feet, eight inches tall, in color of the monster. Frankenstein, "Ooh!" was, Ew. They take it home, there's only three of them, take it home, they take it into an apartment building, put it up on the third floor landing, you see. Now, they take out all the lights in the hallway, put in a pink one right by the monster statue. One kid gets behind it. They send another one out in the street. He calls a kid. They come running up. He passes the kid with the statue, taps him. Kid with the statue leans it. Kid that doesn't know anything about it turns around and kills himself running out of the building. You see, this is called fun. 'Cause then you laugh at the guy. Boy, you were really scared, Red. You fell 12 lights in there. That was really funny, ah, 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 ah. So, I'm coming home from the store. About 8.30. <laughs> no, I always have my music with me. I always have to hum my music because monsters cannot attack you if you have your music with you. See? <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> what? Herbert getting the beat because I don't like Herbert anyway. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes up the second flight and says, Wait for me, man, wait for me. Don't go so fast blah, 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 blah. And he makes that turn around the third, and I make the turn. The guy takes a second. <laughs> Out. I never touched one step. <laughs> Ran two miles before I realized what had happened. When I turned around, they were right behind me laughing. <laughs> Man, guys rolling, kicking the feet up in the air on the back It was really funny, boy You were really cool, man You just lost everything Your hair was standing up and everything it a... That ain't funny, man You can kill somebody like that Suppose somebody wouldn't look at that statue and your heart just stopped pumping right away. Or the guy would have just fallen down some stairs and hurt himself. That ain't funny. Yeah, but God, you just see yourself it was really funny, man. You just went true. Didn't even touch one that man. really cool, I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen, guys, now you gotta get somebody. Yeah, that's right. Get up in the hallway. Get the statues up. Come on, we're going to get somebody. I'm going to scare somebody now. Boy, it ain't going to just be me, I tell you that. i get somebody killed around here. And it'll really be funny, because when they leave that statue on them, oh, oh. that'll be it for them. And I'm waiting outside. Is the thing up? Yeah, OK. Here you we know, go. somebody got to come sooner or later. i get somebody. And I hear off in the distance, hey, Ted Albert. I said, hey, Fat Albert, come here, man You should see Herman He's getting a beat I'd like to see Herman get a beat Now Fat Albert is not too fast, see So I run up and I grab my arm Come on, Albert, hurry up man. And I start hitting him behind the back Hurry up, man, did you see it before it's over? And we go up the second flight I start laughing Because I know what it is and turn around. Come on, Albert, we get up to the third flight And the guy's there I forgot I was behind him They uh, they took me to the hospital, (laughs) and they put me in a bed beside a wino who was run over by two kids. (laughs) And we both agreed that uh, frightened children are really uh, hard to get along with. I never had a guy dance on me so long. (laughs) He was so scared he couldn't even get a He was and just dancing right on me for all.
0: another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. lackeys have been nothing if not vague well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well unless you want to bid our free society farewell there is a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus and if we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus and if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better <coughs> Now back in 1918, influenza had its run, but half the dots were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, cause we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. Will overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it then we're all gonna die If we don't do it then we're all gonna die So I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start If you get bored just think of the immunocompromised Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilised Oh super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus If we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us In a stretch of quarantine The teen. and tut-relias Super super bad, transmittable, super bad, transmittable super Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus.
3: The Tom Sumner Program. Hi, I'm Alexander Zanjic. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.